This is Kristen. And this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Welcome back to another fun episode of I'm Not a Peach Crayon. I'll wait for you there like a stone. Sorry, I stuck in my head. You got that audio slave in there. Had to had to complete that line. Hi, y'all. Well, it's a good song. I can understand. It is. Not stuck in my head. Thanks a lot. Uh, I wasn't my fault. It was my Spotify. So there you have it. Anyway, <laughs> shifting gears. This episode, well, it's kind of like a preview for the next episode. I'm super excited now that I think about it. I think in the beginning I had a lot of stuff going in my brain, so I wasn't really focused on it. Uh, but as someone who loves folklore and should have potentially thought about the idea of uh, pursuing a, a professorship and like going around the world the rest of the year, finding new discoveries or exploring cultures. You still cultures, can if you want to. I'm kind of tweaked that to involving more <laughs> food and other things, but... Uh, I always am very fascinated by the stories of other cultures, especially when I was growing. Like, we watched a lot of anime, and I read a lot of fantasy books. And a lot of what we want to talk about today is because even though we're exploring this entirely new um, mythos, uh, we're very familiar globally with, like, a lot of Western culture, um, like vampires and werewolves, and even to a certain extent, Middle Eastern and uh, even Eastern, Northeastern, like I'm thinking Japan and Korea are pretty popular now. They've spread. Yes, they, um, they are. But, you know, when you think of a lot of other cultures, like even with African cultures, when I like start to get delve into their mythos and mythology and history and like horror and all that other stuff, there's so much I don't know. And it's so diverse. And getting to my earlier point is when I was studying stuff, this stuff in school and what th- something that always fascinated me when I studied religion and Asian philosophy and all those things was that there's such an interconnectedness, even when you see groups split and divert into various culture, like into the various uh, civilizations that develop and grow over time. There's these strains of how people perceive the world and how we create explanations of why things are the way they are. um, That's very much a common strain, no matter where you are, there's certain things that like, just standard it may come in different forms but there are core concepts that so, i've seen they're so similar it's like they came from one source and then just diffused and got were changed in and morphed into something that was particular to the area or the culture of the people right and yeah. as they intermixed and like things developed and more cultures developed and then they came back and intermingled again how does that change because when i think of African culture in the United States, in the, especially in the South, that's still connected very much to supernatural mysticism. I always thought it fascinating how people would, how those stories would meld or blend to adapt to their surroundings. And what's really cool about Treze, which is why we're talking about this, is that the, the writer, there was an interview where he was saying the reason why he wrote this story was part of it was because there's such a disconnect between the youth and like current culture and the traditions and and stories from before. And he wanted something where, A, he could see the stories of Filipinos being seen in a global audience. Right. So that people within the Philippines and people in the diaspora, it's kind of what we've talked about before, where we've seen the Western culture, we've seen the white stories, and we want to see stories that represent our narratives. And that was like what he did. And he also liked things like Constantine and CSI. So he thought it would be really cool 
in a way to a draw a younger audience, but put it in the context of the stories uh, that are tr- like found in the Philippines. Okay. So just to go back to some of the things that you mentioned earlier, Treze is an animated series that is now on Netflix. That is a Filipino comic graphic novel series. And when I heard about it, I was like, oh, I got to watch this because I don't know too much about the Philippines or Filipino culture. I, I, the bare bones of it, and that's not even the bare bones like it's very very it's little like that i i know in the history class of like the country's name is right. this and in this year they had something you know only like so far as in historic. they had anything to do with the spanish the spanish came yeah. in and the united and states col- and colonized right but it started with the spanish and that's basically yeah. where it's like okay the the philippines was nothing until the spanish came in according to u.s history i don't Mm. believe that because that's not how it is but that's basically the the watered down version that we get even if you even get that here and then that's a that's about it even culturally speaking for food when i was introduced to philippine culture it was like and it's a this homogenization of like native people and the spanish that was where it ended i mean i see it but what is this other native people like what does that mean where right so when we i because i suggested hey we could do tracing when we were we were throwing back ideas on what we could do for this month for our main episode and you were like, oh, yeah, because you I'd became already... excited about it when you found out it was a Filipino. Well, I had already series. actually watched it. The funny thing was, and not to get too far into it, but, like, the funny thing was was that I saw the, the, the trailer for it before. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, you know, I've been looking for new stuff. And then I watched it, and I had, you know, I'm in this phase of watching stuff while I'm working or doing other projects. Right. And so I was only like half paying attention because I was like, if it sounds good, I'll go back and watch it again. I didn't read or anything about it. So when I first heard it, I was thinking uh, like it was in Rome or some shit like that. Really? Yeah. Well, this is because when I first heard it, like I said, I was working at the same time. So like I heard Milana or Manila, but I heard in my head Milano. Oh, okay. And I heard, uh, or sorry, Milan. And then I also like... I saw her outfit and it made me think Catholicism. So I was thinking Rome. And then that makes sense now. Cause you did mention, you were like, I thought it was Italian. And yeah. I was like, no, it's Filipino. Some of the names were very similar. Cause I mean, like because the romant- of the romantic yeah. language, the Latin base. But then when you told me you were like, yeah, it's Filipino. And I was like, Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Cause yeah, there were so was- many words they were saying. And I was like, I'm not fluent in Italian at all, but I used to date someone who was Italian. So when he was teaching me Italian, I was like, none of it's, this sounds like anywhere near like what is going on in my brain right working so So, it made me think because we when we watched it together that was the my first time watching it um and i still have mine too basically still have yet to to finish the series but it occurred to me and i said to myself self how many people know anything about or our listeners know anything about Filipino folklore. And then myself said, probably not that many Mm. because I don't know too much about it. So I was like, Hmm, let's find out some more because they were throwing a lot of names and 
and terms and and you know you creatures can, and yeah. things like that that were out there that I've not ever seen before, mm-hmm. not ever heard of before, or, or there's some similarity to yeah. things that I do know because we have, you know, the common vampire, werewolf. But then the names were slightly you know, zombies, or... Right. And what they did was kind of slightly different too. Mm-hmm. You know, say, like, we have certain things that we're used to seeing and also the approach to it. So I was like, huh, that would be something interesting. And I also realized that when people get um are exposed to something new if you don't have like sometimes a base to to understand what's going on you can get turned off quickly by it and i under and i understand that because you know who wants to go i know i'm i'm a nerd i'm completely the opposite i'm like i will search i'm like ooh, what did they just say like right we were doing yatsuke yeah i was like what is it own obligation but I'm used to those things because as a history major, you know, that was something that, you know, digging into sources and finding out the history behind things and where things come from and getting that information. And if I had had the opportunity to include folklore in that, I would have gone that vein myself. But that wasn't an option, unfortunately. Oh, I had I to digress. make that shit up when I was in school. They didn't really have that as an yeah, option. Either. We we didn't even have that in order to make it up as an uh, option. <laughs> but like I, I said, heard the word random in the class and then I was like Canada has this but we're not in Canada (laughs) right so I was like huh so that's why I was like hey why don't we do this episode where it kind of focuses in a bit more about the Filipino folklore so that people have like an understanding of kind of what they're seeing before they tune in to watch so then it makes it more enjoyable and more engaging because you're like oh I, I I recognize that that term or I can understand or like they mentioned something about this by no means are we this is just a disclaimer are probably going to pronounce these names correctly oh no nor are like we'll probably post some some things that we found uh to kind of give you a background on it because there were some there upon reading the few things that you sent me and then researching on my own I found I mean that one video he, he was really right about it where it's like where you go and there's just so many diverse regions there because was it seventy five thousand islands? Yes, I had no idea yeah, until I, I knew that. did some in depth research. I went to the Philippines because I've once. never been. Yeah, you've been to the Philippines, but I've never been there, and so it, all I was like, I knew it was an island. I just didn't realize that I was missing lands <laughs> uh, a few thousand more. Right. Um. I've only been I, to Palawan too, so like I said, because I've never, I've never gone there. That's mm-hmm. not um, a history that we f- particularly focus on mm-hmm. or anything like. But the only thing I knew was that the Spanish came in and colonized, and then at some point the Americans they came in. Great food, and I have not really ever had Filipino food. Oh, so you gotta go to Jollibee's think. too. I mean, I never eat fast food really like that, but Jollibee's is probably one of the few fast food. I've seen things, I've but, seen it because yeah. John Oliver was talking just, about their mascot, yeah. and so I was like, because I've never even heard of it until it's good, but also just plain ass Filipino food is bomb. Like I had a great. That's what and it's I funny. would I love to have it. some, but there's that diner I was telling you about. Was it Uncle Lou's or Uncle something in Chicago? It's a Filipino diner. Same. I'll have to look it up. It's Uncle something, but yeah. um, Uncle Grandpa. It. <laughs> Going through and and doing some research, it brought to mind when I, because 
for the longest time, I had really never had any interactions with anybody who was of Filipino descent mm. until I went and and lived in Korea, mm. where I met someone who was from the Philippines and he was working in Korea and sending money back home um, wow. for the rest of his family. And I was like, wow, it, um, that was that amazing. was that that was pretty amazing. But just talking to him, it made me realize the depth of my ignorance mm. regarding this country um and unfortunately it's just because i didn't have any 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 interaction with anyone and so it was a pleasure for me to get a chance to learn mm-hmm. more about someone else and where they they came from um but at the same time i was like man i really don't know anything at all i'm like how did i graduate college without really knowing anything about the world well i i like the perspective of like i know i don't know everything so i'm gonna always constantly learning and that's also one of the things too i learned because living in korea that's where i had more accessible to go there and like you said be around people uh like because even in college i didn't have that i say it's funny but i don't mean it's like funny haha I remember being in Korea and people saying people from Southeast Asia were like, this is how someone in Korea explained to me. Southeast Asians are like the Mexicans of the United States because I believe I've heard that term. Yeah, They do a lot of the labor work there. Um, They come over or they do other stuff too, but like they basically come to Korea to send money home. Uh, not just from the Philippines. There's other islands in right. Southeast Asia, but basically the better job opportunities. Better job opportunities. There's a lot of with people for particularly there women coming to get married so they can right. support the family, have a better life. There's uh, there's so much I didn't know about. My point, I guess, I was like the same thing of like how myopic I was though, because I thought very much in binary. I I knew the rest of the world existed and I knew about a lot of things, but when I got into, I didn't know much about Southeast Asia. I knew the dichotomy of United States and Mexico and Canada, right. and then I knew about some things outside based on like random things. But honestly, being overseas made me even more passionate to find out why our stories are so connected and the way mythologies develop and and how going to your point history we're both lovers of history i know for me specifically i love the con the 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 pivot of where do stories of how do they explain and how do they come together and how do they create uh community as and that goes into food and hand games and all that other stuff this was just so fascinating as we're delving into treze as i as i was watching certain things in the show there were things that seemed very familiar from like east asian mythos that i i kind of vaguely familiar with but like then they deviated in their own way and that video yeah yes and that's leading me to the video you sent me and yeah talking it was it was great that I found that video and I also liked it because now we know we can't always trust things that we find on the internet. Correct. However, I went and I offered up a sacrifice to the great Google search and it returned to information from Wikipedia which I took and when I went to YouTube to do a search and that's where I found this video where it was like Philippine Folklore 101 Mm. and we'll post it but it basically broke down like the 
uh, in about five minutes as much as you possibly can, like the history and how different groups had come to the Philippines and how they basically left their mark Mm -hmm. in different aspects of the islands. And so that's why certain things will be different from place to place versus like north to south, east to west. Right. It's much more complex than that because of like every part was influenced in some way by different groups or the same groups. It wasn't right. And there's this, there's this movement that was going back and forth before Mm. you even get to the Spanish. Right. Coming in there. What is that? I took a, a little bit of note. There was like one, two, three, four, like five or six different waves of things, like major oh, waves of things that happened before the the Spanish even like rolled up on that. Because you have, because uh, so in the video it's pretty pretty cool. He's this person. I don't want to say it starts from just the beginning of like migration from yes. Africa. Got to start in Africa. And then he kind of delves from there. And one of the things he mentions, and I always butchered this word, and my professor hated it when I was in college, but an, animi- animism? Animism. Animism. I, thank you. I believe that's I was practicing true. before this, and I was like, anonymism. Anonymism. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, when you have a head trauma, it's kind of hard to speak. But we try here. But as you one of the cool things that he, the man said in his video or the person said in their video was that like, there's a point where two different ideologies kind of morphed into one, right? Or one absorbed the other and it kind of just like expanded from there. And that is one of the most fascinating things about folklore is that it's constant, no matter what culture, no matter what country you're in, everything has an impact in that. And it's, fascinating how we as humans adapt our stories to either survive or to understand the new context that we're in um and even still like there's the point where we talk about tabby tabby po and in the one article that mentioned it the guy was like or the person was like you know maybe not everyone believes in it but you don't you say it anyway just to be sure because you'd rather be safe than sorry and i think of a lot of things that in american culture with everything mixed in where people may not fully be connected to like their mythical past and like cultural history and folklore but they may still do certain things like you know step in a crack break your mother's back or avoid the number 13 avoid the number 13 black cats crossing your path right i mean people embrace that too now but there you know we still do and there's probably i am not thinking of one right now but there's a ton of things i remember in one class learning that we do that are so integral into like how we interact as a culture, but we don't really remember, realize and remember the actual origin or the root of why we do the things we do Um, because it's so tied. But you know, we as humans, our imagination is, I don't want to say creative in that sense, but like our, our ability to perceive and explain and also how we choose to pass things down mm-hmm. because a lot of folklore and traditions are passed down orally mm-hmm. through stories and songs and even songs are created in order to to keep the memory of certain things alive like it it brings to mind and of course it's a western example because that's basically what i i've grown up no- learning about mm-hmm. where you have even a uh, ring around the rosie yeah that's 
you know, a fun song that children love to sing to about the bubonic plague. (laughs) And you're just like, when you, when you actually stop to listen to the words, you're like, that's disgusting. And yet as children, we love playing that. And we all fall down is when people die. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also funny because at the same time as we're having our kids sing that we were creating horror folklore like uh media content or like uh like movies and tv where they have little kids doing that it's like creepy and yet i don't know sorry that plays to my whole little creepy children black eyed children which is also a mythos in certain mostly western cultures but just creepy super creepy yes isn't it funny though in many cultures how creepy children is prevalent like in treze and in filipino culture i forgot what they called were they timba I'm I'm oh, I'm looking t- for it. Tiyanak, Tiyanak. I might be I, saying this I wrong. I think so. T i y a n a k. They're like these like weird monster vampire blood sucking spider. Ba- well, in the They're vampire babies in Treze, they look like weird spider, spider babies, things, but they also have vampire faces. That, those things creeped me out when I saw them. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> oh, if no. you were in a room and all them things came out. It makes me think of uh, what's that? video game resident not resident evil um silent hill oh, with those messed up one. they made a well they made a movie too or a i remember movies. i've heard of the movie and there, i think there was a weird effed up baby in that too but uh i've seen many of movies or toy story with that weird yes <laughs> toy story that that creepy baby yes 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 you know creepy babies are very prevalent in a lot of culture <laughs> these creepy creepy babies that can kill are you know but yeah just here's something that you can find throughout different cultures and they also mentioned um in Treze the white lady mm-hmm. which you find so many times in so many in different cultures everything. with a different spin and it doesn't necessarily let me clarify I mean it is a white lady it's just a ghost woman a wearing ghost woman. white yeah, she's <laughs> I just want to clarify I just thought about it now I was like I you know somebody was like <laughs> No, I mean, it does exist some places, but it just means a dead lady in a white A deceased dress. woman. <laughs> Wearing a white oh dress. My, I'm going to have that in my head from now on. You know what the crazy thing? I, yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. I was doing something with my manager, and we were talking about something, and I made, a, uh, I made an offhand comment about how, this is not an offhand comment. This is just a comment I say all the time when I'm not tan enough. Or I, in the winter yes. when I get yeah. really pale. And I mm-hmm. tell people, I'm like, I'm so pale right now. Mm-hmm. And I say it with such it's dead seriousness that. that people like don't. And he's like, I don't know if, what to how say. to respond. Like, he's like, do I laugh or do I not say anything at all? And I was like, in this context, when I say it, it's an opportunity to laugh. Now, if you say it, <laughs> that's an opportunity for you get to you. get fired. Yes. <laughs> but still, I mean... Not to sidetrack too much, but black people can be pale too. Equal yes. opportunity paleness. Well, I mean that. Well, if ash being ashy is different, but yeah, yeah, that's, ashiness that's is not that's what I'm talking about. Skin. Yeah, but yeah, about looking pale as a brown person. Like, where is my color? <laughs> Back to <laughs> Treze and the fun things that we find in there. Oh yeah, there's just fun stuff to say. I'm I'm trying so hard. Okay, so there's this one. Because I, it rem- when I saw it in the show, it reminded me of this Jap. I want to say Japanese. Uh, maybe it was. Anyway, but it was a demon that I'd seen in, or a spirit that I'd seen in another culture. Mm-hmm. But it's called 
Oh God, Mananangal. Mananangal. I, I I saw that. Which is like this demon where it can like separate its body in half and its torso can fly off. And I remember reading when I was in my um, horror writing class and I was looking up uh, different creatures and spirits from around the world. I remember seeing something. I think it was Japanese culture that was very similar. And in that video he was talking about when he talks about like the waves of Hinduism and how that kind of introduced the concept of malevolent spirits or demons, which I thought was pretty interesting because he also referenced how uh, Hinduism had influenced like Japanese culture, Chinese culture. And so So there'd be some similarities amongst those those areas that all stemmed out of, of course, they said Hindu out of India Mm. and spread rolling through and I was like that's a novel concept can you imagine if you all this time you're living with this idea that things have everything has a spirit but it's pretty all chill you know there might be people like or spirits doing some some rough stuff but it's just nature like you know being it's itself but then they're like no 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 dude nah there's some crazy because one of the pictures that showed this demon had a butt up top and legs coming out and then legs at the bottom and then a demon head. It was crazy. You're like, uh, I'd be like, uh, uh, can we not? <laughs> can, can I like the old way better? They had quite a few different things that I'd never even heard of before. Oh God, I've never heard of most of these, all of these. Let me be real. I mean, outside of like how similar there are some points are to other things, the names themselves, I have no idea. Well, I like the idea of, Kumlan. Uh, Kulam. Kulam, black magic. Yes. But it's only against those who it doesn't work against the innocent. Mm-hmm. Now, I was like, now, if you really want to have black magic, that's the type of black magic you should have where it doesn't harm the innocent. And I thought that was a very, um, that's a very interesting tradition to have mm-hmm. growing up culturally because, you know, here we talk about black magic and it's a bad thing and it can destroy anybody well that's a lot of it has to do with american history too and or not even just american history but western history and how it demonizes the exotic because like voodoo and hoodoo from like things that i'm learning it's not necessary and like even santeria it's not necessarily there's evil and good it's the fact that the world is nature and there's spirits that are nature and they're not so much not and this there i mean there's this is just on a general term but that it's not necessarily a black magic or how we negate or or turn black magic into something evil or devilish. It's just nature being nature. And there's, oh, it's almost like, a, you remember that Tyvia Butler book? Um, where, she, where change uh, is the name of the religion. Oh, Parable of the, the Sower. Parable of the Sower. Yes. Where it's like chaos. Nature is chaos and the world's chaos and the universe is chaos. And like there is no good or evil. It's just the world, you know reacting to you or it's, not even it's kind to of you, like just being nature the idea of yin and yang you have to have both mm. forces to have balance in nature you can't right. have one or the other and you can't have one overpower the other they have to stay in balance right but you need both to like survive basically right but you know that that just bad. goes to to show like you know you you have you have to have opposition there's there's an opposition or to keep a balance in both things you know if you have good you're gonna have evil because that 
those are opposites and mm-hmm. that's just the the balance and, and you have those within people i'm trying to think and i wish i could think of if i think i saved the video but the, even the concept of good and the balance of good and evil it's not even the balance of good and evil it's just nature you know what i mean i'm i'm not explaining this really well but as i've been delving more into like listening to people who actually practice like Santeria and Candoble and Voodoo and Hoodoo and like even in other cultures where like there's a the stereotype or the uh what's the word I'm looking for the negative connotation that uh black magic or natural magic is evil or things that are are not I don't say in Christian context or dichotomy of but like if you're not a part of this Judeo-Christian monotheistic world it's exotic and and negative that must be uh ex- it's terminated with extreme prejudice or at least it used it once or you was right or using a way to manipulate the the popular culture's view of it because when i think of media and like black magic you know for a long time the term black magic anything black is de- automatically denoted as being right. evil or or wrong or bad or there's so many cool things. Like, so one of the things that I thought was really fascinating to in Treze is he creates two characters that are from the Wind People tribe. And I was like, they don't go into too much context in the show. And I was like, okay, my mental note, I'm going to have to find out what this Wind People means. Come to find out, it's not so much that uh, there's tribes of the Wind People, but like in certain parts of the philippines there's this concept of like the god of like the northwest and i think the other one was southwest winds and explains their wind patterns and one of them is named ami han and the other one was hagabat and i'm so sorry that i mispronounced both of them i'm sure i have uh but they these twins in the story represent these two deities within Filipino like certain parts of Filipino mythology and how they explain the wind patterns and how they worked but then they created tribes there were tribes that were derived from these two gods and like I didn't get that far because we had to record tonight but that's very interesting to know is that there's a history behind it and it's just not like a because when you see them the characters themselves are very cool you're like oh you know that's interesting Mm. you know what what are they there for and then you find out what what their significance is within the within the story of mm-hmm. treze but then you go and you find out that there's this whole mythology that comes behind it and where it comes from and you're like wow that just the amount of things that information and cultural knowledge mm-hmm. that you can transmit to future generations or new generations episode. right or even to in the entire world yeah in a graphic novel or in an animated series and right. just like to to spark off that huh this is if you're filipino or filipino descent like this is my heritage mm-hmm. that i can see on television where the this story that is interesting and and fun that people can get into yeah and then people who have no idea or are new to it can come in and be like huh i wonder what that is or that's an that's cool and draw them in further i've never saw you know exactly and the amount of stories that could be or people who could be impacted mm-hmm. by trays oh, yeah. just like yasuke and so many other works that have come out recently 
to do their own thing Mm -hmm. and to create new material from things that are familiar right and and to kind of branch away from this western idea because Mm -hmm. regarding anime specifically there are so many isekai series where people get transported from this world to another fantasy world but the one thing that I keep seeing is that a lot of people are kind of sick and tired of seeing the same type of narrative because a lot of them are exactly the same. People get sucked up into a world where they're in this medieval Western mm-hmm. kingdom with elves and dwarves right. and or you know humans even, and yeah. dragons, and it's the same Anything type of thing. Like Western, yeah, mythology. Even if right. they throw in like little, because even with Ember, not to knock an Ember in the ashes. But she still referenced certain things also from like Roman, even though it was like more the military, but like even Roman structure. Whereas it would have been interesting if she if we had access to this information as really as well, you know, how that story would have been different if we talked in terms of like, I don't know, is is, uh, somewhere in the Middle East. Like a caliphate. Yeah. Or like, you know, things like that. Like what what how would that be structured if someone who grew up within that specific like country how would they have created the 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 structure of like how people how the 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 masks were that's what i was thinking well i also think that there you could see that there are influences where they kind of like merge together oh no i'm not i'm not as well but i see what you're talking about with there was a there was part of it that was based upon roman uh history and then it was crossed and combined with Mm. middle eastern culture and history to create uh, a new story it's like the two of them like blending together and it it makes me think of how the mythology and the folklore for the philippines kind of came together Mm -hmm. you had all of these different like there was even islam you know you talk about hinduism and islam Islam and african and negro uh negritos yeah the chinese influence they also had what from the coming across from taiwan or the, what did they, what they Austro-neoism? call it? Yeah, that, like, that was a whole... I, that was like, a whole group. I was like, I've never even heard that term before. I'm yeah, like, I, I have to look that up later. I need to, I saw that um, the Austronesians with the out-of-Taiwan model. Like, I've never even heard of an out-of-Taiwan model. I was like, what? Well, yeah. Which is like homo sapiens from mainland Asia across Taiwan and later the Philippines. Thank you, Wikipedia. always cite your sources right well you know i like to post them later if i remember that too (laughs) it's important to cite and post yeah so but there's yeah there's so much that's what i think is so like if i could right now just like hop on a plane and go to the philippines for six months and just study all their cultures and folklore and talk to them get their store or even like here in the united states native american populations they that also not all of them, but some of them have roots in anim- anim- animism. Thank you. You're welcome. Animism. <sighs> that, you know, the, the, I, if I, you know, it'd be fascinating to see, like, are there parallels for two very different cultures and yet very similar cultures on opposite sides of the world and how they developed from, like, this core African continent to, like, these people and other parts of the world and like they both have a a philosophical or a spiritual tenet that's the same but then the stories expand from there where they diverge into yes 
And right. diverge and reconverge in some ways, too, because like one of the things I thought was fascinating in my class was that as we're reading through like different countries in Southeast Asia and Asia, this like, is the horror Class? No, this is when I was taking Asian East Asian philosophy and spiritual beliefs in, okay. in college. It was that as you're going through time, and even with that video you were talking about where things come in and out, even though they were focused on the Philippines, you have this merging and diverging and emerging and diverging and like crisscrossing all over. And it's just like this fascinating framework of like a quilt that I... Yeah. You talk about Islam and Buddhism being a part of the, the quilt with, you know philippine folklore i had no idea that there were so many influences that were coming from all over the world mm. that were like in 75 <laughs> what was it seven thousand five hundred yeah. islands like you get all of these like massive influences that are coming in before you even reach the west mm. coming in at the at the tail end of all of that and they're to, still persistent you know to, right even after even though the the Spanish or most Western cultures and a lot of co countries have tried to wipe their out their beliefs and their show, it's they're persistent and they stay and like as they mentioned in your video too and like a lot of things I've heard before like the ability for it to connect in and and create an identity it will persist no matter how much you try to stomp it out we'll just find new ways we'll incorporate it yeah we're like oh you have this we'll just incorporate we'll just merge it into that right. we'll call it that name while you're around and then we'll go do our other stuff on the side you know and then it just continues to get passed down but i of course we're not going to go into all of the things but we will like we mentioned earlier we will post yeah there were the, two good ones that i the I also it, found a creation of sorry I'm interrupting you. What I was just gonna say that we'll post them. So before watching Treze, especially you wanna read the article by Den of the Geek, which was the one that basically goes through the background of the different creatures that you'd and find there in Treze. So many more there and exactly because at the end of the article I remember reading the the writer said if there were some more that you saw in there that weren't mentioned, like let us know. And mm. I was like Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know. There was I was watching this video with two uh Filipino Chinese descent uh guys and they were talking about how the, it was so nice to like as the opening like as it's the the show opened and they're mm -hmm. like Aswang and they're like, "Oh, I'm familiar with that. That's what my my parents used to tell me to make sure I came home on time." And like they were like, "And I was seeing this thing and I didn't even know that we had I think there was one where they were talking about uh What's the one that was, oh, the Tikbalang? Yes. Like, they didn't, one guy, he's like, I didn't even know that existed because he's like, that's not a part of my, where my family came from. And so there's this funny thing of, like, everyone, no matter if you are Filipino or outside of Filipino, like, it's kind of learning something new. or But also, if you're going to our point of what we're trying to do with this podcast of, like, if you see, if you can understand and see other people's stories, you can be empathetic and see yourself in some ways or be able to connect in some ways to be more empathetic. And like, there are certain things that I saw in there that I'm familiar with, even though it was to in a totally different form. And it drew me into watching and wanting to know more when I stopped working and I was just watching it. Well, even aside from just the, the creatures themselves, taking a look at the stories that were that are taking place as around it mm -hmm. those also help and we'll go more into that when we yeah. get to that podcast but yeah like if anything i would say 
take a look at uh, the things that we're going to post before watching Treze because it'll make your watching of the series more enjoyable. Was it? Um, it might make it a bit more enjoyable. At least you will have maybe a little bit more of an understanding of what it is that you're seeing if you don't have a basis for what for yeah. in Filipino. I honestly folklore. think it might be okay to watch it first and then go and research because also going to I mean some of it yeah like you could you could I think you could go either way because honestly we went the the reverse right and we oh, still we did. thought it was interesting and wanted to like know more and like it ended I was like oh I want to read the graphic novel and all this other stuff and like I wanted I, like I started writing well attempting to write the names because I don't speak Talag Talagalic so Tagalog Tagalog see I think basically watch it however you want to watch it but you have resources so that if you're like watching the mill, you're like, what did they say? You can go on like on our website. Why do they say that? Why? Mm. Who are, who is who are these people that pop up or who are these? What are these creatures that pop at, pop in and out? There were some cool ones. There was there one that was like a earth golem that I, I wanted to hang out with. And he, he yes. was hanging out with movie stars. And there was one other one. Ooh. There was the Duwindi, which was. Uh, basically like a, a capricious little goblin. Oh yeah, that was the one who was like, yeah. According yeah, yeah. to the article in Den of the Geek. Also, what were the ones? Oh, the Sigbin, which was her father's familiars. Yes, I thought those, those were, were cool. cool. I wish they would have went into more of that. I was like, ah, I was like, I, I was like, I need some of those. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many cool things. Also, I learned about which made me think of. This is my last point, and then I'll stop. Uh, they call it the balete or balete. I might be yeah. pronouncing it, but they're basically these trees that exist in the philippines that are are and there's a lot of instances in the show and i'm assuming in the graphic novel where certain things occur that um occur there or certain um important scenes occur there and one of the things i read was that those are in mythology considered like homes of like supernatural beings and magical shit basically happens there uh but they're also very old trees and i was like it made me think kind of and again, this is a reference of what I know being Western was Stonehenge, but like other, cause it's just like a space where magic and, or the Bermuda Triangle or like, I, it made me wonder in what other countries, what, like if I was in Nigeria, what would be hmm, that's that interesting. kind of space? Or like if I was in Turkey, what is there considered like? spaces where magic is even more possible or the veil or the thin line between it is like permeable that's a good question that is a good question um how many times have i stumbled through one while traveling (laughs) (laughs) exactly just wandering in and out of magical realms i'm gonna go back to philippines like tabby tabby po (laughs) y'all i'm sorry (laughs) it's like yeah like i would not have even known uh about that had I not read this, had I not read the article, that I was like, oh, that's because because it's said often, and I was like, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a magic spell or something that they Same. just kind of somebody just created, but no, it's an actual saying that is being used, and you're like, oh, and the reason why it was like, okay, I I get it, I get it, I, I know. it it made for a very um. I learned and I enjoyed shit at the same time. Yes, you keep 
throwing that out there. <laughs> I, I like to learn yeah. stuff. No, I, I was mean, just like, I was thinking more of the word shit that you just keep I talking only about. Said it but three times and by the uh, what's the thing where it's like how many times can you say it? It's I think it's like a hundred times if we learned anything from oh. the South Park episode. Okay, so uh, I believe I'm you, good. but <laughs> I was just I thought this would be a really great topic. Yeah. And it's so hard not to go too deep into it. I wish we had somebody it. on here that like was an expert and be yeah. like, you know, though. Yeah, if you are an expert, you should reach out to us. <laughs> I'm here for a mini lesson. Uh, ditto. I could, de- I could definitely use more knowledge about Filipino culture and folklore and history than I currently have. But knowledge is power. <laughs> that's right. Schoolhouse Rock. This is just gearing up before watching the series Treze it's only six episodes so that'll be our next podcast that we're going to talk about in a couple weeks so tune in for us to go in depth about what we thought about Treze which means 13 just so you know just throw that out there and and uh well it could mean it I believe it means it the same in Tagalog and Spanish Mm. okay I was wondering about that because I was like, as being 13, the number, but then they never really mentioned the number 13. thirteen there. So I have to look up maybe what that means in Filipino. Culture. I I think that means she might be the thirteenth one, but I'm not exactly sure. Well, they I called need her to, the sixth child of the sixth child of the sixth child. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll find. I'm sure we'll find out what that means. Yeah, because they ended season one, and you're like, oh, you better make a season two because I want to know who this person is. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Join us next time as we throw these crayons back into the box. Until then. Look for us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Music by Moon Apple XX. You can find them on Instagram as well as our done by Midnight Man. Also on Instagram.